It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. And welcome to our number two of Inside Sources. We are happy to be with you today, and we are not Boyd Matheson. We are Leah Murray and Greg Scordis. And uh, for our next segment, we're going to talk about. The pandemic of loneliness. Okay. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> so luckily we have someone with us. Who can tell who us. Who can help us figure this out. Welcome to the show, Bryce Ward. Um, you're an economist and the founder of ABMJ Consulting. That is correct. That sounds right. Okay, good. Sometimes I just give people the wrong title. So I always say it like a question. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm happy to be here. So some interesting stats in, in this this article that we saw uh, that talks about that Americans are spending much, much less time with friends and family. In fact, Thanksgiving alone, you say Americans spent 38% less time with friends and family and extended family over the Thanksgiving weekend in the past two years than they had a decade prior. What are you – what are your – how are you getting this information uh, so there's a survey called the American Time Use Survey, which uh, calls up a big sample of Americans every day and says, hey, how'd you spend your day yesterday? Uh, and for each activity that wasn't basically sleeping or bathing, they say, hey, was anybody else there? Uh, and, you know, if so if your friends or family, you say, oh, yeah, my friends were there, my family was there. And then, you know, I take those data and I add it all up and you can look at this data going back almost 20 years. Uh, and that's what I did. So, Bryce, I'm thinking, like, I think we all thought the pandemic made us um, start behaving, you know, that we would spend more time apart. But when I'm looking at your data, it looks like the trend lines change like eight years ago. Am I reading this right? So actually we were spending a lot more time alone, you know, like in 2013, 2014. Yeah. So, you know, these exact data don't go back, but it's kind of similar data go back all the way to the 60s. And from the 60s to about roughly 2010, Americans' time with friends was pretty constant. And then, you know, yeah, starting by 2013, it started ticking down, and it ticked down, ticked down, ticked down. And even before the pandemic, by 2019, we were already spending, you know, 35% less time with friends uh, than we had, you know, at the beginning of the decade. And obviously, the pandemic supercharges it a little bit more, so now we're spending almost 60% less time with friends. Uh, and hopefully, that'll come back a little bit, but, you know... This, yeah, this is a pre-pandemic trend, so this is not just pandemic effects, although the pandemic didn't help. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind 
only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. And Bryce, I take it from your article that this isn't necessarily a good thing, right? I mean, this people, people should get out more. Well, look, there's nothing wrong with being alone. I'm an introvert. I like to be alone. Uh, the question is, is, you know, given that we were spending this kind of relatively constant amount of time with friends for 50, 60 years, that's the question, right? So if we're going to spend less time with our friends and we're going to take all that time and we're basically just going to shift it into being alone, what are we giving up? And well, what do we know about time with friends? Well, time with friends generates a lot of benefits for us. The quality of our social relationships, which take time to maintain and create, uh, they predict health, they predict economic success, uh, and they also just are good for us as a society. You know, it's good for us to be interacting with other people. Uh, We learn from them, we learn about them. It helps us just kind of understand the world around us a little better. Yeah, and I'm actually wondering, this is not your article, but I found a different article that was talking about as Gen Xers age, um, and I, you know, I saw the headline, I'm a Gen X, so I thought about it, that actually more of them are actually living alone. So I'm thinking, Bryce, it's not even, um, right? Like, it's not just like choosing not to be with people, but sometimes whole groups of people are making life choices, right? Where they're not getting married or they've been divorced and they didn't get remarried. And now as they age, they're living alone. It's like 26 million Americans, which is up from 15 million Americans just 20 years ago. Uh, Yeah. And that's certainly to the extent that more Americans live alone. That's just more time to be alone. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a different trend than what I'm talking about, because, you know, right. what I'm the, the big increase in aloneness is, you know, essentially not spending, you know, if you're, if you're the people that you live with, that time has been relatively constant. Although we're spending a little bit less time with the people that we live with. Even. Right. Um, but like it's, uh, you know, it's really this shift from I used to have, you know, do things with my friends or extended family or my coworkers or whatever outside of work. And we've just said, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. And instead, basically, I'm going to sit at home and watch TV by myself. We're joined this afternoon by Bryce Ward, economist and consultant. Bryce, talk to us. And maybe the, maybe the data isn't uh, there yet, but has there been any rebound from the, the 2020 lockdown, shutdown, whatever you want to call it, over the pandemic? Have we seen, have we seen these numbers starting to change more favorably in the last two years than we were when the pandemic first hit? So 2021 was slightly better than 2020. Um, and then if you look at just the last half of 2021, it got even a little bit better. Although the last half of 2021, which is the most recent data that we have for this, uh, you know, we were still spending an, an extra hour or less with friends um, relative to the last half of 2019. So, you know, hopefully when we get these data uh, for 2022, uh, which comes out next summer, you know, hopefully we'll see some more recovery. But, you know, there's some other signs that are, you know, I think we'll see some recovery, but I don't think we'll get back to even where we were in 2019. 
Okay, so Bryce, I am a fellow introvert. I heard you say earlier you're an introvert. And I'm going to just tell you my favorite part of COVID was I didn't have to go to parties, right? But at the end of your, I mean, I was like, this is great. This is the best excuse always. Um, but you say in your article is, like you said, put effort into building relationships that you can count on. You said, go hang out for co- with friends for coffee. Go to those holiday parties. Oh my gosh! Do you mean it? Like, like what? How, what is the benefit? Look, I, I, you know, go. You know, my wife has to drag me to these things as well, <laughs> but I do know it's good for me, right? Okay, because, why is it good you for know, you? Uh, well, like I said, you know, it, it takes time and effort to build relationships, and relationships. Again, you know, there's weird physiological effects from just being around our friends. You know, there's various studies. I'm not the biology guy, but I've seen some of these studies where, you know. Our bodies react to the presence of others and being, you know, and the types of conversations we have. And, you know, so there's just that immediate effect. Um, and then, you know, there's also just like, it's also fun. Like, even for introverts, usually when we, you get us out into the world, we're tired when we come back. But hopefully we're having a good time if we actually like the people we're hanging out with. But, you know, then also, you know, those friends, we're all going to go through hard times in our lives. And, uh, it's useful to have people that we can draw on for support. And that doesn't just materialize. We have to actually invest in that. I, you know, like I said, like it will help you in your job. It will help you have better social skills, which will also help you in your job. Uh, so, you know, there's lots of benefits to social interaction, even for introverts for whom, you know, it's just more costly. That's basically how I think about it. It's just draining. Uh, the, cost is, the cost is high. takes bandwidth to do it. Um, you know, we all have limited bandwidth, but, you know, essentially what I'm saying at the end is, you know, at the margin, maybe, you know, try not to forget that there are real benefits to hanging out with your friends uh, because, uh, you know, those benefits are real, but it's really easy to forget them. Um, and, you know, until it's like, oh, wait, now I'm sad and lonely. I don't have anybody to reach out to right. uh, because I haven't. Relationships are momentum based, right? Like, it's a lot easier to hang out with, you know, it's like college is so great for a lot of people. You're kind of just kind of keep bumping into the same people all, all the time. And that keeps the momentum of the relationship going. Right. Um, and as we get older, we kind of, you know, it's like, uh, you know, and it gets just, it's harder, right? Pretty for an introvert. It's like, gosh, I have to go out there and who's going to be there. I haven't talked to them in a long time. Or what am I going to talk to them about? Uh, but if you've seen them more recently, you know what to talk to them about because you've seen them more recently. You know, you have things that you've like, you know, conversations that you can keep pulling on the thread right. and those, and those de- de- deteriorate the longer you go without seeing people, the harder it is to get back out there and the easier it is to when somebody says, Oh, Hey, come to this party. It's like, again, I'll speak for myself. That anxiety kind of builds up. And it's a good You're time like, to start thinking about that price. Thank you for joining us this yeah. afternoon on insight sources. What an interesting study. And what an interesting guy. I mean, he doesn't sound like an introvert at all. to me. <laughs> Learn something about you today, Leah. That's right. We're, we fake it. Introverts fake That's it really right. well. When uh, we come back after the break, right. uh, earmarks to the 118th Congress. What are they? And are they going to be changed with the new Republican Congress? Stay with us. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt 
In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.